You're listening to that. <laughs> The water's cold by then. And I'm like, it's like five minutes they've been in there. I'm like, oh, it's so cold. And he's like, it's not cold. Like, it's cold. You know, so usually warmer would be better, especially nighttime. And then, yeah, like uh, we were talking about um, when when they get messy, that's when you wash them. But I say about every three to three days is probably best. Um, you start running into then i mean if you think about it right and as a doctor you know you kind of understand this right you start stripping away the natural oils of the skin start drying it out you start resurfacing it with other oils and stuff that's not natural to the skin and then you start running issues with eczema and things like that and i know that torin started having my first son started having issues with that especially on his face and that's where i kind of learned they don't really have to be washed all that much unless they're stinky or dirty spaghetti nights always a must for wash <laughs> right yeah we we usually do bath time probably three to four nights a week uh, and it's not always nights. sometimes it's in the middle of the day just because she really likes to go in a bath and she likes to play with her toys and uh, to you know probably around 85 to 95 degrees but when she spins 30 45 <laughs> sometimes an hour in the bath. Yeah. It starts to get a little cold in there. So, uh, yeah, definitely run it a little hotter. Um, they can tolerate it, especially as they get to those older years of, uh, toddlerism, if you will, like <laughs> two, three, four, four years old. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say this is I still find it really funny. So we found out that me and your wife were due four days apart. But what I find really funny, it's not that we were so do apart. What I find is funny is that we ended up, I ended up being 10 days early and she ended up being 10 days late. Like WTF, why was it 10 days? Why did we have to be even on that part as well? <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't make any sense. Well, it was, it was my wife's first and your what? Second. second? So that plays into it usually with the. Uh, well, I know, but it could have been like the seventh day or right, the right. fourth day. But I'm like, <laughs> I, get, I get where you're going. 10 is, is a unique number. Well, no, it's just like, but like, both, why, both why did, 10, right? 10 late. I, 10 I literally looked at Justin like, she's just copying me now. Really? I mean, I was 10 days early. She just had to copy me by 10 days late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, she's got a unique, I, I know that she didn't really want to get on this. So out of respect for her, you know, I don't want to bring up too much but she had I don't really understand that much about it but from what my understanding was is that after delivery there was an issue with the placenta and that the uterus continued to bleed and that she ended up I can't remember what the technical term was but she basically ended up having to go and get it scarred so that it stopped and I know that women have to do that for other reasons you know they just have really heavy periods but was that successful or so yeah, uh, postpartum hemorrhaging, um, it, you know, it's not uncommon, I don't think, but basically what happens is there's a, some amount of placenta that's still left in the uterus, uh, after they deliver. And so the body kind of looks at that as this is my understanding. Anyway, the body looks at that as we still need to start, we still need to deliver this baby. There's placenta there and it's still trying to deliver a baby that's already been delivered. 
And so you get uterine contraction and uterine bleeding. Mm. Um, in her case, it was actually uh, 36, 48 hours after we had been home. So, you know, real heavy bleeding. Um, so we took her in, they took her to the OR, they had to go, you know, get that extra um, placenta out of there. Um, suture areas that were bleeding, give her blood, put her on pressers that would help her blood pressure. So it ended up being pretty severe, but uh, ultimately it, you know, had a good outcome. Yeah, no, definitely. She's still here and kicking and I won't lie. I feel really special because she's been like the first person to come in every time I was delivering since she works at the hospital that I got to go to. So every time I'm like, Oh honey, don't, don't forget. Call Krista, call Krista. Make sure Yeah. (laughs) we'd always call down and like, Hey, uh, can we make sure that a Krista comes up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that mom was very jealous. Krista got to see I'm like Krista didn't get to see the baby first she came up before the baby was born calm down yeah <laughs> so, um so you guys met I can't really say high school sweethearts I don't even it's college sweethearts a thing I think it is but you guys yeah, were I, didn't, I huh? didn't even know I didn't even know her until um well into college so well yeah mm-hmm. but I mean you guys were, I mean, te- but still, right. It doesn't matter if you start dating senior year of high school, you still would be classified as call, you know, high school sweethearts, but you guys started dating in college and then you guys started your, did you guys start looking for schools close to each other and stuff like that? Or did you guys kind of go, well, wherever we find a job, you know, we'll try and work with it then or. Um, no, we both just kind of took jobs wherever we could, uh, in the beginning yeah yeah just happened to be close at least <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and, and, then, and i think especially then during that time period like when we were looking for jobs and the type of jobs we were looking for they were um they were harder to find than they are today so we just took whatever we could get and it ended up being somewhat close together but we just took whatever we could get oh gosh yeah, i remember you were flying all the time we're like oh no i'm going to this one oh, i'm going to this day i'm going to indiana i'm going over here and i was like good god just pick a place <laughs> yep <laughs> oh man so okay so let's fast forward you guys were dating for a while obviously you guys <laughs> mom made the comment more sh- off the cuff but we know how her heart is and it was more deep-hearted but She's like, I'm never going to get kids out of this boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's never going to get married. (laughs) You know how she is. But um, I think a lot of parents are like that, right? (laughs) And then. um, Can't wait. I mean, they're getting old. They want to, they want things to move along. So. Yeah. But they're not doing much to come visit the ones that they got. (laughs) Right. Um, So they. Okay, so she didn't think you guys were going to get married or even have kids. But did you guys ever talk about that? You know, like, I guess family planning, you guys had years. I mean, you guys were together for years before you guys ever got married or anything like that. So I'm sure that that conversation came about. Yeah, about seven years. I think it just really boiled down to the fact that uh, we both realized that we were having fun, not having kids at that point, um, having fun being together, not needing to be married, uh, 
we were both still relatively young and like those things were going to come. And we we're also still building probably the most important thing is we we're still building our careers and mm-hmm. trying to get like, I guess our careers where we wanted them plus financially where we wanted to be. And then once all that kind of fell into place, then we, you know, we, we went uh, both feet in with getting married and having a child right away. Well, so you guys got married. So was it a oops or was it like, okay, so we're going to get married. I'm going to get off birth control and then we're going to see what happens. No, no. I mean, we got married and she basically immediately, we, we tried right away. And oh, okay. So that was, that was in the cards and that was planned. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so what was your guys's uh, parenting plan looking like? Were you guys both on the same cards when it came to numbers or, you know, like how many and things like that? Yeah, it was always one. It was always one for us. She would have gone for two um, just because, you know, that was kind of her family structure growing up. She has one brother and so she's, she was used to having another sibling and, um, obviously I'm from a unique situation with multiple siblings, but, uh, you know, one is for me was like, <laughs> it's enough <laughs> more for, than Bra- enough. for more Brandon than enough. <laughs> who likes to put his shoes in a row and keep them clean on top of the shoe boxes and don't scuff them. Don't touch them. He's at the, he's at the bathtub cleaning them. You know, that one is yeah. enough. <laughs> one was, you know, right where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys hope for a boy or a girl in particular? Girl. Definitely. Really want a girl. Yeah, we both did. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't know why for her specifically, uh, but I know why for me. I just felt like I connect with, I, I feel like I w- could would would connect with a girl better. I don't know why that sounds weird, but I'm not. I don't think I'd be the type of dad who's, you know, going to be heavily involved in football practice and those types of things. It's Which just, is weird, right? Because you were way into baseball and basketball and yeah. stuff in school. I, yeah, no, I was, I was athletic. I played sports, but I just, I don't, I don't have an interest in it anymore. I don't know why, but I just really don't. So I thought, yeah, I just wanted a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I will say that was a game changer for myself. You know, I had Torin who's a boy and, and then I had Alejandro. So it was like, okay, we're just hit copy repeat. I've done this before. I can do this again. And then Mila was born and, you know, I've babysat enough girls that, you know, I knew what to do, but it was like, oh, good God, I don't know, (laughs) you know? And then, you know, my dynamic with my mom wasn't very, um, wasn't very conducive to a good relationship, especially going forward. And um, so going with that, you know, I hoped that, you know, having a girl wouldn't turn out the same way as with my mom. And so moving, you know, forward with that, as she got older, you know, I definitely see a lot of myself in her. So she's definitely a tyrant. A tyrant. Oh man. Just like her mother. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Her father has nicknamed her Miss Sassy Poopy Pants. She's gotten to the point where if, Alejandro gets in front of her 
and she wants to be there, she will literally get in front, scream, and pull at him to move him out of the way. <laughs> and or she'll hit him. Yep. Oh, good lordy. So we definitely agree that she needs to get into wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> or jujitsu, some sort of physical, but yeah, and that's something, it's really funny because I was thinking about that, that you, you were so into sports growing up, right? And, and my husband, Jesse, is not, or wasn't, you know, and now it's the complete opposite. He's really into MMA sports, into going to jiu-jitsu, going to the gym and stuff. And then it's like, and I don't hear that at all on your side. <laughs> and so right, like, he's no. taking the he's taking the kids and he's rolling around and wrestling with them. And he's, you know, going to wrestling and jujitsu with Torin. And we, uh, we try to get Alejandro and I think he needs to wait a little bit longer, but you know, it's just kind of funny to go from those like extremes and then go, Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, we go to the gym four days a week, but we're not there playing sports. We're there lifting weights running exercising i thought you had an in-home gym why are you going to a gym gym well i like to do both because i gotta get out of the house right i work from (laughs) home so working out at home and work and working from home just i i have to get out plus the gym has a spa pool it has uh daycare etc so it's a nice break yeah So she, you know, she gets that nice break. Did you, um, you know, I've noticed that with mine and I don't know if it's COVID or not. Um, but you know, Alejandro is behind on talking and it didn't matter. I mean, we had him in daycare during COVID and stuff like that. Wasn't talking. I don't know if it's a boy talking to a lot of boy moms, especially right now. A lot of them are not talking or really behind. Um, we have a group, he's in a group with uh, some other kids and they're all boys there's no girls and uh Emila's at 18 and she's she 18 months this next month a few weeks you know in a few weeks she'll be 18 months and she's still not talking I mean she says dada and doggy that's about it though I think Clara is I mean she's not um she's not like you know, super advanced, but I also don't think she's super behind. She's somewhere in the middle, maybe a little lower than middle. Um, well, gosh, that girl had an arm at her first birthday. We took us yeah. forever to get Alejandro to freaking throw a ball. <laughs> yeah, she does that. Yeah, she's got that going and she's starting to like put sentences together, but she kind of gets ahead of herself a little bit and she starts talking too fast. And you can't even understand what she's saying unless you really like know her and are paying attention. Then you're like, wow, you just said like 15 words and I understood you, but nobody (laughs) else in this world could. So you need to slow it down. (laughs) So yeah, we're getting there. Um, uh, But I, I, yeah, I worry about that as well. I think every parent worries about that, but at the end of the day, it's like, we analyze kids so much these days, probably way more than they ever did before. Uh, I mean, think about your dad. Did he analyze you that much, that closely? Probably I not. I think so. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I really do. Cause I was thinking there, I was thinking about, it. I was talking to uh, one of the moms I had on the podcast earlier and I was like, 
you know, she's like, he's not really saying much. I go, you know, I, I feel like the doctors make you worry so much. Like he's not talking at 18 months. He should have like six words or 20 words. And you're like, I'm happy. The fact that he hands me his cup and I know he wants something to drink, (laughs) you know, he's getting there. There's, we found out that he has a um, motor speech issue, like to the point where it's like, it's not bad. It's just that he, he'll talk unconsciously. So like, if we're playing, like we were, we were putting little balls down. You're gonna laugh at me. We're putting little balls down a, uh, a pool noodle we're like in in mm-hmm. in, and then he goes in and I, I got excited and I go in and he just shuts up yep we're done like walks up I'm like no no <laughs> in in <laughs> but so it's that thing when he's not thinking he's kind of talking um that we're trying to really kind of get from unconscious to conscious right and that's that's the problem we're having but I I think it's going to happen naturally. There's, you know, as long as you're interacting with him, you're being his parent, you're talking to him, you're narrating your day, um, you know, all those types of things. Uh, it's just going to happen naturally, but it all kids take their own time. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, and, and I agree. And that was something that I, I finally, you know, for like the last year, I've just was stressing out over it. And I'm like, you know, it goes back to that, that concept, which I feel like we really do need to hold on to and think about is like, if you put popcorn in a popping container, it's not all going to pop at once. They all pop at their own time, at their own speed. And, you know, and, and that's it. I mean, talking to a lot of guys, I'm like, Hey, you know, did you ever talk, you know? Oh no, I didn't talk to us three. I didn't talk to us two and a half. I didn't talk to us three and a half, you know? seems like guys just don't talk to later later and it didn't seem like back in the old days they worried that much and i agree with you like i don't think that they really put that much emphasis on it but i also can look at it on the other side of the spectrum and think well because we didn't look at things like that we also didn't find autism soon enough we didn't find other learning disabilities early enough to help people learn better and be you know more acclimated to learning and things like that yeah no i agree i agree there's probably a lot of people who you know we they didn't they didn't pick up on the fact they had some sort of disability or not even disability just uh, a difference that would require perhaps additional help attention physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, those types of things. So yeah, yeah. There, there were folks who were missed along the way, but overdiagnosis, I think is not the answer. And that's no, kind of where, issue. I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah. You know, and, and we just have to realize we have to always realize and everybody needs to just remember and really take a gut check that the fact is we're in the bronze era of medicine. Not the silver, not the gold, not the platinum, the bronze. <laughs> we're still not there. We <laughs> are just, as they say, practicing. We're still fumbling along. And if you think you have the answer and you know it because of some study, you are absolutely fooling yourself. 
<laughs> so yeah yeah that's uh you know i i you know going on that you know i really wanted to I couldn't pick one study, you know, and that was something that drove dad nuts because he's like, you know, just pick one thing. I'm like, I can't, I just can't. That's why I went into acting because it's like, I can be a veterinarian today and tomorrow I can be an astronaut. That <laughs> sounds good to me, you know, and, and technically that is its own field is acting, right? You can go to an acting college class, you know, yeah, so absolutely, um, you know, but I really did think that I really could I, I wish someone had, I don't know if it has happened. I don't know if it's in the middle of it, but I feel like there should be a longevity study amongst like a hundred children and a couple of therapists and to see like maybe in a lower income. Cause we found that a lot of psychopaths and things like that come from lower income families, but track that and see, you know, cause out of like a hundred or so or a thousand, it's not that everyone comes out, you know, chopping up children right but we can have psychopath tendencies and things like that and i always wanted wondered if you did a longevity study you know what could you possibly find that might be a trigger you know what i mean because we don't know we don't know what makes a psychopath we don't know if it's born genetic environmental whatever you know so that was when i first was trying to figure out what i wanted to do that was one thing and it still does interest me I think that's why psychopaths and murderers, I'm like, ooh, what triggered you? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully no kids turn out to be psychopaths. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of that is environmental. I mean, there's some genetic components, but the genetic component needs to be there. It, this is my opinion that this is totally, you know, just Oh, my yeah. Opinion. Well, no, we're not, we're not. But, we're not I, saying anyone here is a master or nothing. I, I think I think the genetic component needs to be there. And then there has to be that sort of environmental component that pushes it. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's no, what I've seen. And you, that, right? that's because... why you see it more in lower socioeconomic situations where, you know, uh, there's greater stress uh, and probably may, maybe or possibly abuse that type of thing yeah well no i think you're right with that right because you know there is a correlation that has been proven that there is a genetic correlation in your gene that you can be addicted you can have a more tendency to be addicted to something it doesn't have to be drugs it could be sugar it could be whatever but you have a tendency to be addicted to something gambling and so we found that that is to be true genetically and i think i agree i think there might be something sliverish but what is that? You know what I mean? We don't know what that is. We found the, you know, the addiction part, you know, so just like you said, though, we're in the bronze area. I, I feel like just genes and really finding out that kind of information, we're still back in the gladi you know, gladiator age where we're like, Hey, so you just got your guts cut open. Let's bring them back here and figure out what this we're, all is. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing is that we're not back in that. We are that, you know, we yeah. are there. We just have to face it, you know, you know, there's certain aspects of uh, our current uh, day civilization that seems very technologi technologically savvy, like what we're doing right now, Yeah. you know, with Zoom. But as far as medicine, we're not there. And the, the fact is we have a lot of arrogant people who think we are. I, I, and this is, again, I am no master at nothing and I have no 
true knowledge on anything, but I do believe that if we didn't have these stockholders and this idea that we need to appease, appease everybody who helps bring in money and that we should do it for the greater good. Like we used to, I hate to say it, there was a time in our era with vaccines and immunizations where it was for the greater good of people, you know, that we probably would have more advancements versus lining someone's pocket in their lavish lifestyle. Yeah, I think, I think capitalism uh, at its best, as long as we don't allow for corruption to, to occur and too much government interference, you're always going to get people, um, the, the, the brightest people and, and the best ideas because it's capitalism. There, if, if I'm not the best, somebody else will be and that, that somebody else, their product's going to get purchased, not mine. So that's, that's sort of the idea. Um, and I, I think at its core, that's, that's the best route um, for us to keep moving forward. But the fact remains that you and I are never going to see, like, you know, the, the health care and whatnot that we think should be there. We're in the bronze. We, will, we may never even see the silver, you and I, because just... Uh, oh, too. You're telling me I can't ever see cell regeneration tubes, you know, where I can just go lay down and be all amazing again. I, I don't know if we're going to get there in our lifetimes. <laughs> we might be dead and gone before oh. that happens. Well, someone saved my genes so I can come back and be cloned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. You know, it's like you're going to live long enough. Jeez. How long do you want to live? Right. 100, 200 years? Jeez. Well, some people would want to live forever, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of look at it. I, I've, I've thought about that, right? And I, you, you listen to what the people have lived, you know, 100 plus years. And they tell you, like, the worst part is just seeing everyone you know die. Everyone that's been close to you is dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that's kind of shitty and morbid. Damn. Okay, maybe I'll just live my life and be happy. <laughs> right. Which but is what I'm doing. If everybody starts living forever, that's that's not going to work on this world. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Well, not it won't be ideal, that's for sure. <laughs> we'll have to start living like the Jetsons, you know, build up, yeah. live up. <laughs> build up, build up into outer space, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. so how's uh now am I right? I got to remember Clara and Alejandro, they're going to be going into pre-K, right? pre-k in the fall yeah yep. yeah oh it's so weird our kids are in school already where'd the time go kind of it's more like a daycare but yeah you can call we call it pre-k but it's daycare come on it's daycare but they learn i'm not gonna lie you're, they you're gonna come home and like in a month you'd be like dang it went from knowing nothing to yeah you were stupid before and now you're <laughs> smart <laughs> you were digging holes and now you're building buildings <laughs> yep exactly uh, yeah definitely so uh, what are you thinking as far as uh what we've done is we've looked at um a couple of different schools three or so um and so we want to go private mm -hmm. and so and actually it's it's not that expensive you'd think it'd be crazy expensive but it's really not you know, we're talking like four, maybe $5,000 a year, mm -hmm. which 
you know, you add that up, it's not that it's not that bad. Well, that's how much so. we were paying for Torn to go to that Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we loved it there. I mean, it just got to the point with how much crud was coming our way in life. We just couldn't afford it. They were nice, though. I mean, you could get a grant. And even with the grant, you know, you had to put in volunteer hours, which I was at the school every week doing recess and you know being stay-at-home mom I didn't you know and that was like my only little one so I didn't really have to worry about that time <laughs> so but uh, we're looking at Montessori type schooling I really believe in that type of schooling I really believe that kids shouldn't be forced to sit in a, in a seat and look forward that they should be open to learn if they want to learn that and be guided um, gently into other learnings that's where they find their true enjoyment you know uh i know that in japan i don't know when it exactly starts but i do know that when you start showing an interest in a certain field you can actually stay focused in that field and go through school to get a degree and everything so that when you graduate that's where you'll go Yeah, no, we've uh, we're actually looking at one one Montessori program uh, to potentially send her to. And honestly, I guess my thoughts, my beliefs, and well, not beliefs, just what I think. Um, what I think she should go to, and what I think she would excel in, are two different things. So. Montessori to me, I think it's crazy. It seems a little unorthodox. It seems off the wall, but looking at my daughter and how she kind of operates and how she learns, it might be the best thing for her. So I guess there's something for everybody. Well, think about the Montessori as take the desks away, right? So desks are 1950s factory, right? We're trying to make factory workers because who knows how long this war is going to last, right? That's kind of how it was. That was what they made them for. You know, good little obedient people, right? Even back in the old days when they had school desks, those were literally just for writing papers on. And then they'd go outside of the school and go play in the yard and stuff like that. So Montessori is, all right, we're all going to come. We're going to sing and, and we're going to learn about math. Well, I don't want to learn about math right now. Right now, I want to go stack these blocks. Well, so a teacher, so they're not by themselves. There is a teacher that goes with them. Right. And so it's like, okay, let's count one, two. So they're doing their own separate thing, but they're still learning. Does that make sense? They're just learning differently. So maybe the song might be going on. So like, oh, one and two and three, you know, but it's in a way that they're connecting with better. No, I, I, I get it and I understand it. I just think that um, the unfortunate thing is that 90 plus percent of other kids are not in Montessori. And so um, Mm -hmm. in order to blend and adapt and be accepted, et cetera, et cetera. And our They do transition them just so you know. I mean, talk to them, but they do transition them a bit more especially when they get older, they get taught a little bit more. And it's just at that younger age to allow them to, 
I'm going to tell you right now, you try and put her in a chair. No, we're going to fingerprint. Whether you like it or not, we're going to fingerprint right now. Don't leave your chair. <laughs> right. No, I want to go play yep. that toy. Nope, you're going to sit here and finger paint. I, I yeah. dare you. <laughs> no, it's hard. Fun with that that's, one. that's the thing. It's very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they're young like that, that's the best for them. Um, I would, and I know it is a daycare, but one thing um, I would look into is where little people grow and especially in Spokane and I, and I'm, I'm biased. Um, what it's the one I had torn in because after watching, I took him to the one at the college there because I was at the college. I didn't like it when I picked him up. I didn't feel like he learned anything. I didn't feel like he, you know what I mean? Like he was just ready to come home. But when I took him there, he wanted to stay. He wasn't like running to like, I want to leave. And so uh, where little people grow, they do, they do a, a really good job and they really do kind of same monastery type, right? Like the teacher will sit with the desk and, you know, okay, well, let's, you know, they try to get everyone interested, but the kids are still open to go doing what they want to do. Right. Because again, it's like trying to raggle a pit, you know, a dirty pig into a square box. It's just not going to happen very often. <laughs> not very well. Um, but I would look into that just as I mean, even though it's a daycare, they do do pre-K. And so I think there's one other one. I'm trying to think of the other one. There is that monastery over off of, off of Hamilton, Havana area. I want to say that's Mission, Mission Street. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah there's a couple out in the valley too that we've we've considered and looked at so i've yeah. heard good news about i don't know which one it is exactly but there's a monastery out in the valley i've heard a lot of good news about from friends so that's a good one you know whichever that one is look over the, the google reviews but <laughs> i heard there's a good one over there but you know and that's the thing too right like gosh becoming parent is not just you know i have this kid now i have to take care of but it's thinking about the learning and the growth and not just trying to keep their damn butts and diapers and keep the, you know, poop in and <laughs> keep their <laughs> pants on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think, does Clara take off her shoes when she's in the car? <laughs> no, she keeps the shoes on. She kind of gets that, hey, we're in the car, we're going somewhere, keep your shoes on, keep your socks on. But as soon as she gets home, she wants to rip them off. She hates the shoes. <laughs> so. Mila has gotten so you know Mila's still small but Alejandro likes the shoes we got we started getting him interested in keeping them on by getting the like ones that light up so he'll stop and like yeah. he'll go <laughs> run for those ones you know that's funny <laughs> and so um but Mila she loves her shoes we went and got like these little they're like micro heels you know like the little heel boots oh yeah and yeah. when you get them she like she'll back up she does this Brenda she'll like, give it to you and she like Beep, 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 and then sits down and I'm like I can't put your boots on when your butt and your head is in my way <laughs> <laughs> like you got to turn around <laughs> what's uh what's a couple of funny things that she's done uh you know because gosh girls are very headstrong that is one thing I can say I've learned very well is that girls are very headstrong what is some things that she absolutely will not let you try and talk her out of when it comes to dressing? 
like getting dressed like yeah. in general is there anything that she absolutely loves uh you know she doesn't really care like like we dress her in whatever we want and she doesn't really care about that type of thing um uh things she's headstrong about though that she absolutely just it's her way or no way is she has certain activities that she'll only do with me or that she'll only do with mom so like <laughs> she'll only swim with me she will not swim like if mom's in the pool trying to swim nope just <laughs> refuses but it's it's gotten to the point where she'll only read books with mom oh. i can't read a book she's just like nope well if mom's around of course if it's just me and her then she'll let me do it but but if it's mom around then mom has to read the book not dad like just these kind of quirky little things like that yeah but as far as clothing and and nah she doesn't care she'll she'll wear she wears whatever we put her in i mean she doesn't care at all oh man milo she knows where the fingernail polish is and she'll give it to me and she'll put her hand out like okay you can put it on now oh wow <laughs> and i don't know why i never put it on her like i didn't put it on her to like oh look 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 mila like to really make a point of it i think she just saw me doing it one day and was like oh i want that and then it just started <laughs> she's just here oh my goodness and then every time she's got one of those um onesies a zip up footed pajamas she'll always unzip it she has to unzip it and she'll walk around <laughs> like that. It'll be buttoned up and then unzipped in the middle. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> is there a, I know Alejandra's going through it right now, but is um, Clara at that point where it's the, I like chicken nuggets today, tomorrow. I hate chicken nuggets. You know, she's gotten pickier with her eating habits. Uh, I say pickier, meaning like she'll eat fewer things than she used to. But um she's pretty it it doesn't fluctuate by the day it's like by the week or by the month you know she was obsessed with blueberries which she still is but i imagine like two months from now she won't be she now she won't eat raspberries like two months ago she loved raspberries but it's it's more gradual it's not day by day oh well yeah but i mean that's that's just typical two-year-old stuff it's just funny i have we took Alejandro to uh, Silverwood and that was all he, he picked out out of the fruit bowls. That was all he picked out was the blueberries. And like <laughs> a month later we were like, Oh, look, here's blueberries. He was like, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like now I'm like, here, look, he's like, no, I'll take the strawberries. Like, and it's funny too. It's like, I like how they look at it. Now they'll look at it. Mm, I'm good. Right. <laughs> I actually think about it a little bit more. Does she like, do you guys give her any dressings or anything like that? Like ketchup, mayo? Nope. Uh, she ranch. refuses all that. Wow. Alejandro no wouldn't. I, he, I, he wouldn't do it. He's like his dad. He wouldn't do ketchup. He wouldn't do mustard. He wouldn't do any of those kind of ranch or nothing. I got him into it because I got Mila into it. And and I can't say I even got her into it. It was like the very touchy, like, um, <laughs> just a little okay. tiny taste <laughs> the very littlest she just barely touched it and she would eat it and then Alejandro was like okay I- I'll give it a little touch 
okay just a little bit i can handle that <laughs> it's good yeah and they finally realize it's good <laughs> yeah and then now that was like probably a month ago now mila she has a fry in her hand and her whole hand now has to go into the ketchup to the fry <laughs> and it's like she sucks on it she's like and i'm like mila bite and she'll look at me dunk it and i'm like mila bite it and she'll like suck it off i'm like gosh darn it just take a bite out of your fry well now all they want is the condiments yeah <laughs> well you know sparse and few in between you know, can't have it on everything so <laughs> so well i like to lead off with one question and it's not too personal it's usually just something if someone if it was like if you could give a word of advice to someone out there in the universe and i usually try to think about something that we've talked about and um so i'm gonna say if you could give some advice to somebody who maybe has been in a relationship for a while and maybe he's not sure where to go, whether it's that shit or get off the pot kind of feeling, <laughs> or maybe it's the girl that's in a relationship, um, but she wants more. You know what I mean? Do you mm -hmm. feel like, like give your view on that, you know, is it something that, that you should be more open with and like, and lay your foot down and walk away? Or is it that we should sit down and have a conversation and work through it? You know, um, do you feel like your guys's time in and conversations in life planning and family planning was worth it versus someone who's just maybe like you're saying though, you were enjoying it, maybe just living in the moment and while someone might be wanting more. I would say if, especially for women, if you're questioning things or if you're wondering, you know, never, never, uh, um, I guess, overestimate what the man might be thinking because they're not, they have no <laughs> clue. We have no clue. So you need to be upfront, very honest, straightforward. Tell us right away what you're going to be looking for out of this relationship. And, uh, you know, if you're that deep in, just put the brakes on, have a serious conversation right away. Hey, we've been doing this for seven years. We've been doing this for six years. We've been doing this for five years. Where are we going? We're getting married. I want kids, et cetera, et cetera. Tell them what you want. And if they don't have the same sort of feelings about what what they want don't force it because you can't change anybody i agree very much so you really can't change them you boys are always boys you'll always stay boys i bet you your closet still has shoes on top of the shoe boxes you bought them with oh yeah see <laughs> i'm telling you ladies they never change <laughs> doesn't make it wrong just you are who you are just who i am right like I was looking at pictures and I'm like, my face may have changed. My hair may have changed, but I'm still that person. I used to, you know, I was in high school. Same person I got out of high school as still bound and determined. I'm still stubborn headed. 
I slow down a little bit. I listen. I understand a little bit better, but still that same person. So I just want to say thank you. Those who are listening, like, subscribe, whatever, wherever you're from, whatever you get your podcast from, wherever you're listening is from. I don't know how to put it on other platforms, but I'll get there. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you again for joining me, brother. And, uh, you know, hopefully if there's something funny or something irks you, I have what's called tantrum time, 15 minutes. You get to complain whatever you want. All right. Well, thank you so much. And until the yeah. next time. Sounds good. Thanks.